Namaste. Last week we uh, read about the mother's war, uh, Shobindo's life through his poems. So we read some of the poems related to that. And Shobindo used Norse mythology because, you know, Germans, Scandinavian, this region. So Wotan, Thor, all Norse gods he used. So uh, what happened after the war or during the war? So that we read today, but just to mention that it's very interesting. It's the first New Year talk after the in this series, and today we read about the new children, <laughs> because uh, and, and many other new things that happen. Uh, today is also the day when it is the foundation day of the school. The school started. It's called as the day of Epiphany and has a uh, interesting significance. Um, not just uh, to the Christian world in the sense that, you know, three Maggies all the way came from East and recognized the divinity of Christ and they gave him three gifts, gold, myrrh and frankincense. And The mother has given it significance. Of particular importance is the gift of gold which he has said is supramental knowledge. So this uh, one event is very interesting because one is coming from the East. So... Otherwise, all the avatars seem to be born in the Indian context. But uh, there are at least two which we know were born in the Western context. And one is, of course, Christ. And the second, of course, people have this idea that how could mother be born in France? So <laughs> she is the mother of all avatars. <laughs> so she was born in France. And um, so it, it, it was a tremendous impact But yet there is a linkage with the East So that's how I look at this event That's in, interesting and in importance That the meaning of this birth Was to be revealed Through the men, wise men Who came all the way from East Not going now into it But around this period As we know that after great destruction There is often a new creation Tanda followed by Lasya And wherever one sees a great destruction it means God has planned something up his sleeve. Uh, he has a penchant for bringing good out of evil. So Second World War was of course evil, without a doubt about it. I mean, those who started and wanted to spread it, those who resisted were actually resisting the evil. So there were these clear-cut two forces, one which was fighting on the side of darkness. It wanted to unite the world. Hitler wanted to unite the world. But his premise was unite by through uniformity. There is one race, one ideology which is the ultimate highest. And on that basis he wanted to bring the entire world under that. What about the others? They were not to be subordinated but exterminated. So you see how um, smartly the Asura uses words which you may feel that Are, this is so wonderful. He is wanting the best, the highest, the sreshth, the noble. And he wants to bring that highest and noblest in the whole world. This is how the Asura plays the game. Apparently, making us feel that he is doing good of the world. But all the time, he is, his eye is on harming its spiritual life. So, there were some very interesting messages of the mother which I thought we will read. Before we start, well, I didn't think it just came to me just a moment before. So there was a message she gave during the World War in 1941. 
This is when the war was going on. 39 it had started technically. Now normally in when a war is going on, a lot of people are dying physically. So people were wondering about deaths, physical deaths. Just as they are wondering now about physical deaths, so many physical deaths. But there is something else which we should be equally careful about. In trying to save the bodies, are we leading the world towards a spiritual death? This is where the mother's message is significant, 1941. The world is fighting for its spiritual life. Menaced by the rush of hostile and undivine forces. And as we have seen this, assume very nice names. The nice names could be we are trying to save. But as we have read in Savitri, their truth was a lie and lie a truth. Truth speaking was a stratagem in that place. All the things we are going to see. Now, you know, these things are coming up very openly. How greed, fear and ambition, three things which are the abysses, they come together to hold the world in its grip. Lord, we aspire to be thy valiant warriors so that thy glory may manifest upon the earth. And I may dare say that just as during that time, at a much larger scale, of course, there were two people taking two sides. One was where they were fighting for the triumph of the spiritual life in man. A life which seeks for freedom, for glory, for all the powers that are concealed within us, for the deeper wisdom and a life which crushes humanity, reduces it to a you know, rubble with no free thought, no free choice. So all over the world, people make these choices. So even now, it's an hour when people are making choices. And she, another message, 1944, O Lord, the world implores thee to prevent it from falling back always into the same stupidities. Grant that the mistakes recognized may never be renewed. Grant lastly that its actions may be the exact and sincere expression of its proclaimed ideals. So all this the mother was releasing in the world during this period. But around that time something very interesting was happening as is always the case. First world war when things were going in a almost towards a near disaster. Shubin though what he was doing he was releasing page after page of light to the dim children of earth were given the Arya. In 1916, Savitri started taking birth. So this is how the action of the divine goes. Even during this period, it's very interesting that while while the world was in the grip of fear, at least I'm aware of people who took this to advantage and suddenly there was a surge in their spiritual life. So we can either be caught in appearances, in which case we are embroiled in all this. And it's so amazing that how the deeper things come out. The people who apparently, you know, I shouldn't say more, but during this phase we are so much in fear, terror. And whereas there are people absolutely seemingly novice, young, who suddenly caught hold of the flame and they grew within. So all this happens simultaneously. So during the Second World War, the mother says that nature came and left a nice gift package at the doorsteps. So what was the gift package? During the war, people came from different parts of the world, but mainly from India, Calcutta and all these places because they thought 
दे फेल्ट की द ओनली प्लेस सेफ अपॉन अर्थ इज पॉंडिचेरी सो दे केम दे केम विद बैग एंड बैगेज दे केम विद देयर यू नो चिल्ड्रेन एंड एक्चुअली इट इज सेट दैट द जैपनीज वॉन्टेड टू बॉम्ब सम ऑफ दे यू नो फ्यू पास दे मेनी स्टोरीज ऑफ दैट पीरियड बट वील नॉट गो इन टू दैट सो वेन दे केम विद चिल्ड्रेन द मदर टू किट शी इज द डिवाइन मदर यूज इज एवरीथिंग फॉर न्यू क्रिएशन जस्ट लाइक इन अस स्मॉल टेंडेंसी एन एक्ट एन इवेंट शी इमीजिएटली यूज इट फॉर द पर्पजेज ऑफ इनफैक्ट शी इज द वन हू फर्स्ट टू स्टार्ट विद ब्रिंग्स इट आउट लाइक द वैष्णवी माया ऑफ अर्जुना बिफोर ही स्टार्ट द वार एंड देन शी इज द वन हू रिजॉल्व इट सो सिमिलरली ड्यूरिंग द वार वेन दीज पीपल केम एपेरेंटली आउट ऑफ यू नो फियर एंड फाइंडिंग ए सेफ रिफ्यूज इन पॉंडिचेरी द मदर टूक एडवांटेज एंड दीज लिटिल चिल्ड्रेन वेर द सीड्स ऑफ ए न्यू एक्सपेरिमेंट विच वन डे विल ग्रिप द होल वर्ल्ड एंड दैट एक्सपेरिमेंट इज द एक्सपेरिमेंट विच वी नो टूडे इज दी शोरबिंदू इंटरनेशनल सेंटर ऑफ एजुकेशन एस ए आई सी इट्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग द फाउंडेशन डे इज टूडे on 6th of january which is the day of epiphany it's the day when men from the east recognized the divinity of christ and they gave him some gifts frankincense gold and myrrh so now as simultaneously two things were happening on one side the great destruction on the other side a process of evolution simultaneously and if we really look at the ways of working of the mother and i i would rather say even now the similar thing happening in norwell the more you side with the evolutionary forces the better the chances and you much more swiftly you know reduce the onslaught of the adverse forces so instead of being reacting and acting toward that just grow in that sense of the spirit so what she did was precisely that these children who probably had no clue about the war they came and uh, initially of course it was not a school but uh, it's a whole story by itself so not going into that details but she would ask some sadhaks to talk to the children somebody would teach friends somebody would teach something they needed to play so you know slowly play fields were found and all that has grown now into a wonderful institution so uh, what was happening in the process the sadhaks right during that time our life underwent a big change before that they would hardly speak to each other because that was the idea of spiritual life <laughs> and all of them if you look at the pictures men mostly in dhotis women in sarees many of them from the indian context the sari uh, you know the way not the veil but the covering will be like this well, that's how they came but mother had a plans waiting for the moment and slowly and slowly all life began to change it this is a place where that true feminism took birth not that kind of false feminism where uh, women you know imitate men uh, and i often say that men are not worth imitating please uh, i mean yeah i mean it's a sad truth and i am saying this with full responsibility men have ransacked this earth you look at history very few men figures but many feminine figures wherever they have been leaders in the forefront they have brought some touch of tenderness love courage everything so <laughs> but men mostly tyrant king some very wonderful you know vibhutis and without a doubt about it so it's um, i mean apart from physical strength women bring in that element which is soft power which is so much needed so 
see in in the center of education we see the logo of first time a new logo appears and that is the um, combination of shirobindra and the mother symbol and the meaning for that the mother gave us the uh, effective the union of ishwara and ishwari and in its effective manifestations something to that effect so it is the manifestation that takes place through the union of ishwara and ishwari so what is this new manifestation a new manifestation so what is new about the school very often we know that the system is new and all this is new okay wonderful but there is something as which he started which is you know later on she tells the logic and what is the logic that every time human beings are born upon earth they come with a heavy load of atavism of heredity of inconscient surroundings everything so by school it was not just about teaching physics chemistry or of course bringing out their noblest and the best all that is true but there was simultaneously an action till date often people ask why in this school in the beginning you have some 15 20 whatever seats i really don't know seats they don't call it but afterwards you have one or two if somebody leaves what is the reason why mother kept it like that because when you take children young then before that inconscient can grip it completely there is a chance of working upon it it's not easy though so once a teacher asked mother 150 students and just about seven of them are you know we can feel that spark and you know turning towards uh, this greater light she said oh seven out of 150 that's very good tremendous why because the working is different the working was on the inconscient base and that's why such importance of physical education because where does the inconscient base really grip us it grips us in the body the body is the last bastion of inconscient you may have wonderful experiences inside you may have all the faith and everything wonderful still the body it will one day enter through some molecular <laughs> doors and some <laughs> odd instinct habit accident so many things body is immersed out of the inconscient it is the last uh, bastion of the forces of the darkness so she wanted to start very early that's why it is a very interesting school where right from beginning from 3 years of age when they enter 3 or 4 i mean i remember 3 physical education of some kind starts everything else is secondary i mean the only place where they wear uniform the only place where which is given so much importance which is like a compulsory thing is physical education and why because as we read in one of the i think writings of shirobindo that how this inconscient base as long as the body consciousness is not awakened and not open to the light one this light will come but stop at a point of time it will not completely possess earth and that's what she didn't want and when the school started sadhak's life began to change that also happened all these people suddenly were once again filled with joy and wonder a new kind of life many things happened um, otherwise very serious people around when they saw that the mother is laughing with children um, playing ringa ringa roses in her own room and children it's not like today they used to play in the downstairs where now there is a the meditation room <laughs> so uh, i have heard this right from the uh, you know authentic children who said only once mother came i asked i asked her that you know uh, but tell me like people almost now it's like looks like Uh, if there is word or something somebody is ready to pounce upon you and so what was it like said, no we used to play there so mother didn't scold 
only once he came down and that too not to scold she said pavitra rest at this time and you know he gets a little disturbed because he was not well he was suffering he was going through bone cancer so only once otherwise they used to play there they used to play all around run around the places so for the sadhakas it was something very new kind of life which was blossoming they could see and participate in the formation of the new creation in two way process not only within but the march of uh, you know creation which is going to go forward so she gave a very nice um, message which very often uh, it is there on the notebooks which are given in the school there are many beautiful things about the school for instance no teacher is paid no student is charged money why because education mother said was never sold in india when i had heard this i was so touched that it needed her to reveal to us what was the real meaning of guru dakshina now the meaning of guru dakshina is that you can never pay for education knowledge knowledge is priceless you can't put a price tag to it but well somebody who has imparted knowledge he will be fine if you don't give but it was obligatory on the side of the society one to look after at the same time the disciples because to carry the debt of the teacher and i may add because it's there in an ayurveda book of the doctor was regarded as the worst kind of debt so for a doctor also a doctor charging money is so strange you know and you see what happens when you start charging money and how all this now uh, now it is all known that how people involved with vaccination so many times the cost and how it has escalated their you know share value and everything it's all now there on the public domain but when you don't have charge for it when it is up to the person to give you as an offering or not then life changes so for guru dakshina it was so wonderful that the person the student can pay by himself if he wishes in the ashram school mother did not even want donations for the school something amazing just the very base is so high forget about the rest the standard is so high so when these children started the the mother has given a prayer to these children again exact words but more or less make of us the hero warriors we aspire to become may we fight successfully the great battle of the future that is to be born against the past that resists and endures so that the new things may manifest and we be ready to receive them so she was not just having children having degrees they were soldiers of light hero warriors of course we have a wonderful way of doing things so the notebooks carry this on the cover which are covered <laughs> so i found it very very strange i mean yeah that is supposed to be red you cover it with transparent plastic you know why because it carries a impact all the time when you read this prayer every time uh, you find it so powerful so when you cover it with a brown paper you have lost the <laughs> but that apart so with regard to children there are few poems of shirbindo one is to a child vasanti on her birthday where he says there are different kind of flowers in god's garden there we you find seeds of free progress system there are different kinds of flowers in god's garden he says some are red crimson some are purple so he gives the analogy of the garden and then he says that but you are the tender one you are meant for something different 
where he actually gives us a kind of in a poetic way what free progress really means where each child is guided by his soul this is what free progress means now this is exactly what was meant originally by swadharma you can't pick up everybody and teach everybody the same thing swadharma the, the soul's true law of being so teachers were supposed to be so evolved that they could know the swadharma of the child and accordingly guide so what was she establishing the old wonderful system of gurukul but in its most highest form so that the divine possibility what what is teaching by swadharma the divine possibility within you is manifested it is nothing to do with giving a job by giving a degree but everybody has a divine possibility bring it out and let it be given for the best of the world or in the service of the divine so that's what it meant to do so this prayer was given and she was preparing them to fight the great battle of the future at different levels at the level of the idea at the level of the heart at the level of the uh, vital at the level of uh, you know the body and then there is another poem of shirbindo which is about a child's imagination how he sees he sees a child and he says you are fancying pure we and mother would say we often uh, you know snub a child when a child is living in his imaginative world because we say oh is on unreal our idea of reality is what i can see what i can hear this is the trap that only what i can see and touch is real in the last talk of the mother in uh, the playground she says as long as you believe that what you see is real what you hear is real you are not ready for freedom you are in the prison house you are not even ready so in fact there are so many things which look like uh, you know and yet are so real so all these new things he started in the school but what the poem that i thought i'll read today is with reference to the school is bugles of light so bugles of light is a very amazing poem it gives us the sense of the hero warrior so th- there are bugles which in a war time they announce that a new army is coming army of light the omnipotent flaming pioneers that shurbindo saw in savitri now i must say because the human mind is a penchant for cutting things in either or it does not mean that only children who are studying in the school are belonging to that it doesn't mean that very clearly but this was and is an experiment where she picked up those children who came to start from the very uh, when they are little children so that the inconscient can be worked upon but such children who are coming all over the world and without a doubt and mother herself testified to some of the people who came so uh, they are the hero warriors and they are uh, announcers of light that light is coming bugles of light so the army of light is coming and by the power of the bugle they chase away the darkness you know, that was the whole purpose that they inspire bugles of light bugles of light blare through the mist and the darkness children of immortality we march through the abyss and the shadow over us hustle the feet of the fates and the wings of erinus in front is the screech of the death horn behind the red eyed monster hunts and howls the tornado so it is a formidable fight because um, 
the inconscient doesn't give away so easily our steps search for the road and find the morass and the pitfall so they are looking for see they are beings of transition they will look for the new way it's very interesting that uh, often especially in in the context of the new creation let me not put it in a space you will see that there are a group of uh, children or you know now grown up little bit who are like break away from humanity they don't follow the human ways they don't follow the human norms but they don't yet have the new creation and what it would mean so they are like the pathfinders like the first human beings who were born amidst the apes imagine what they would have felt i look like this fellow <laughs> but i am different they knew they are different but they didn't know how they are different there were no computers uh, you know they were much much less in fact they were more in number they had to first survive that's what the mother says that one of the challenges for the new creation will be that the aspect they will need of the supramental power is protection because otherwise uh, there will be a tendency to overrun them by sheer numbers what what must be happening to human beings who came upon earth with the apes and the lions all of them also must have thought this fellow so much less than me but something in man made them feel this is different there was that just that little something and the mother says animals catch it and what is it says the gleam in the eyes you look into the eyes of the animal any animal and look into the eyes of man and you'll see the difference and even you can shine a torch at night and you will see the difference so in human eyes there is a tendency that you can go as if you can go into the depths and in animal eyes it will reflect the light in a certain way and if you look into it you will realize in fact the um, eyes reflect a lot in animal kind you can almost know um, and to my little experience observation the eyes that come close to human beings are cow eyes try to look into the eyes of a cow so eyes they all that they knew is this fellow <laughs> eyes are different they knew nothing about intelligence capacities mind and all that and eventually men continued animal world receded and humanity is where it is today same thing with this new creation so all that the old creation know that they are different they can't understand perhaps they will never understand would an ape ever understand a human world they are not normative so according to ape the human being is an anomaly but basically human beings were meant to be so to now with the children of the new creation they will not be understood by the old ways of life and yet they are the future of the earth so she was gathering the future and training them right from childhood so that the inconscient resistance can be minimized and the new possibilities spring up follow the gleam follow the gleam to the city of god and the pavements of dream how beautiful is bugles of light bugles of light shatter the heart of the darkness so it's an invitation it was an invitation still is i'm sure she says that all those who want to find a new way of life are welcome here now um, very interestingly you know how she was working on atavism heredity all these things hold back so one of the things she was never much in favor of the parental influence upon children and she would often say it is an atavism 
she was so much happier that the parents remained wherever they are. <laughs> they leave the children. <laughs> we'll take care of them. And children grow up like that. Because parents will automatically once again try to force them into the mold. Some parents are different. But again, that same ambition, same, you know, what the same things as happens outside. The outside norms, the manners, all these things which are nothing but a heap of falsehood. Whereas these children are meant to be different. So these were the bugles of light. That was one event. As I said, uh, we are not going into all the details that we have dealt with separately. This about Shurabindu's life. This started during that time and it's very interesting that the, the first time the March Pass took place when the physical education department came into being and first March passed where they went to Shurabindu's room, 24th April. That's why 24th April is such an important day. It's the coming together of Ishwara and Ishwari permanently. So the, in the March Pass, children went up to Shurabindu's room and walked past him and then came down. What a marvel it must be for those who were present. I mean, of course, I've been fortunate to meet some of them and it's such a wonderful joy. Though as children, for them it was like, great thing. Okay, we are going in front of Shurabindu and coming back. That's it. But just imagine what would have been. So this was one new thing that happened during the war. The second gift, uh, of course, mother says that this was a gift bit premature. She says that we were not prepared for it. And uh, this life with coming of children meant coming of parents. And this was something, parents means married couple. Before that, there is nothing like a married couple. They can come, but they are individuals. They can come. Husband, wife can come, but they are no more husband and wife. Husband, find your place. If you are a disciple, you want to follow the path. Wife, do you want to follow the path independently? You have your place. So they are very interesting stories, one of them which, um, you know, a couple came and the man goes and tells mother, I understand life divine and all these and, you know, my wife, she doesn't understand much, you know, she's not much, much educated. So the mother first scolded him, it's your responsibility, why didn't you educate her? You can't say that she's not educated, so all this happened. Then what happened is that, this man after 10 days wants to go. He came for a visit, had darshan, living in that life divine uh, wisdom, scholarly and not life divine is wonder. So he came, chalo, let's go. Suddenly the wife, wives are supposed to follow. She said, I don't want to go. What? You don't want to go? No, I don't want to go. What had happened was, she was a bhakta of goddess, Ambaji. So when they are standing in the queue, she is simply... Uh, said this is she is mother mother so she invoked Ambaji goddess and waiting for mother stopped her work and looked at her and three times she did and mother stopped her work and looked at her she knew she is the mother divine mother that's all <laughs> she applied the simplest formula of the heart so she knew she is the divine mother she said I am not going to go away so just imagine eventually the man goes away and the wife stays back who is supposed to be illiterate and, and or rather uneducated. So this was her ways but it was individual. It was not like husband, wife, husband, wife. Yes, there were couples like Purani Ji, Lilavati, they were couples. But they were living as independent individuals. So this was the state at that point of time. Now suddenly when couples come who are living together, a life which is means all kinds of things are included, uh, it's a different life altogether of Grahastha life. She says, we were not ready for this. We had to enter this. Maybe after some time. 
But he says we had to enter into it prematurely. But doesn't matter. It means that the yoga will maybe delayed for you know will by another thirty years, twenty thirty years. But eventually it will be more complete. You read that conversation; it's so amazing. Eventually it will be more complete. So she took the whole thing challenge prematurely, and that's how it started. So this was one of the things that took place around that time. And another thing that happened just after the war was another new birth, and that was India was reborn. India was not did not became uh, independent. India was because India is the most ancient civilization, and uh, I want to read and what how Shubhendu saw India rising and he had force in all this in 1909 that the sun of India's destiny will rise and uh, overflow India and overflow Asia and overflow the world, and the gift again came on his birthday, 15th August, and this year we are celebrating. The two events, Shyamabindu's hundred fiftieth year and India's seventy fifth year. What did he want India to? He, you know, rise towards to combine the glory of the past as a springboard to move towards the future towards yet greater glories, which are yet to be won. So that the coming generations within India, they become pathfinders towards a new creation, which the Vedic rishis were trying. They hinted, but this is the generation which has to find. So there is a beautiful poem of Shirbindo to the Ganges, and personally, I feel uh, you want to understand India. Three things one must understand: the Himalaya, the Ganges, and the ocean around. This is, and especially Himalaya and the Ganges. So they are like the Purusha and Prakriti, <laughs> one flowing from the other. This is India. Of course, the Ganges everywhere. You have Dakhin Ganga, all those things. But just the way Indian civilization developed. So there is a poem. To the Ganges, where first he describes all the path of the Ganges, you know how it comes through the Aryavart and how the Iron Bhishma was the sun. It's a long poem, but I just want to read the last few lines. Ganges, the power of Ganges, the purifying Ganges, which embodies in a sense the quintessence of India, Himalayas and the Ganges. So the last lines are, which is what India will become. This foreseen by Shirobindo, and he is working for it. And more and more, you know, children will come for this. She shall lead the Aryan people to the mighty doom foretold, and her glory shall endure. By her heart of quick emotion, by her brain of living fire, by her vibrant speech and great, she shall lead them. They shall see their destiny in her warm desire, opening all the doors of fate. By the shores of Brahmaputra, or where Ganges nears the sea, even now a flame is born. Ganges near the sea, <laughs> the Kineshwar, and of course where uh, Shubhendu himself is born. But look at this line; is so powerful. By the shores of Brahmaputra, or where Ganges nears the sea, even now a flame is born, which shall kindle all the south to brilliance, and the north shall be lighted up as with the morn. And once more, now comes the prophetic part. And once more, this Aryavarth, fit for heavenly feet to tread, free and holy, bold and wise. Shall lift up her face before the world, and she whom men thought dead 
into strength immortal rise this prophecy that he has made way back that people thought dead india of the ages is not dead said shurbindo oh india even now there are people who you know continue i was just reading today very interesting see now when you look certain things how funny it it appears so there is a paper of the london times a news uh, published after swami vivekananda's death so called death so the paper writes that you know there was there uh, that person's person died whom for some reason in the west they thought you know some strange people in america were very enchanted by his whatever he is saying it was not it was like uh, but such people who came to him will come like the waters and go away by the waters that is the kind of language used that you know people have made him too much but we should not bother there are people like him whom people go like water and flow away like water that's it and uh, people felt so highly about him but it's like nothing much now the paper london time we don't even know <laughs> where it stands the man who wrote is gone dead and gone london itself the london bridge is falling now the whole england is as if you know sinking but swami vivekananda's glory is rising day by day this is the power that india wields it is not a physical power not even a moral and intellectual power which is there but she wields the spiritual force which is undying and which survives the onslaught of the centuries so that's what he is saying even now a flame is born which shall kindle all the south to brilliance and the north shall be lighted up as with the morn and once more this arivarta fit for heavenly feet to tread free and holy bold and wise shall lift up her face before the world and she whom men thought dead into strength immortal rise not in icy lone gangotri nor by kashi's holy fanes mother has thou power to save so it's not just a few people here and there in the holy places the tirthas only nor dost thou grow old near sagar nor our wildness stains ganges thy celestial wave dakhineshwar dakhineshwar wonderful predestined pile tell it to our sons unborn where the night was brooding darkest and the curse was on the soil heaviest god revealed the morn it's again i find almost prophetic <laughs> revealed the morn one is dakhineshwar and then birth of shirbindo so where the night was darkest suddenly that's where in bengal the entire revolution initially shaped up because of the pressure of the shakti it is a different story that bengal could not bear the pressure of the shakti that's a different thing because if you don't grow in strength uh, or only try to you know grow in little bit of intellectual strength it collapses you collapse under its weight but uh, this is the prophecy about india india was born and though partitioned india which shurbindo said it's not a gift i like and then he said very clearly that by whatever means the partition must and will go and it's becoming more and more evident you see people say where do you see where do you see well if you want to wait for the tree to grow fully and then say i see it then that's not seeing but if you see a seed and know what's happening you know that the tree is going to come up already we can see in this whole subcontinent through the turmoil 
that there are areas which are beginning to you know uh, split up and paradoxically all the movement and then they will come together by necessity by sheer necessity of life and they will form a confederation so this is the second part that happened in shurbindo's uh, i mean just after the war during this period but then the war being over it was not all there was something else that had to be tackled and the mother speaks about it later on it's there in a message of 59 these were the children who were growing up right from the beginning from some 3 years 4 years 5 years 6 years 7 years so one day in the class because she started taking classes because physical preparation then at the intellectual spiritual level just imagine how fortunate so in 51 onwards mother is taking their classes so at one point she says why is there so much unconsciousness in them this sample of humanity which has come directly the divine mother is engaged she is taking some of their classes french classes some of the classes and they would send their notebooks and she would sign it why there is so much unconsciousness so she enters into their consciousness and she discovered the inconscient foundation which still holds back and that's where she goes and releases a spring out of which seeds of new creation come up and then she gave that message and finally she stopped the classes because now it was completely a direct action of the supramental on the very physical body which she took upon herself could alone annihilate the difficulty so she took it another step further but this uh, dark foundation of the inconscient shubindu saw and when he saw that even after the war during the war there were people who were taking side of hitler in their ignorant ways that oh it's very good because india is under british the germans are bashing the british so shatru ka mitra shatru ka shatru mitra panchtantra they had all read they had not understood gita where dharma is important panchtantra is a purely political thing but gita is about dharma it is not about shatru and mitra it's about dharma what is dharma so they were and should be that one point had to tell them that look if you want hitler to come and uh, take over the ashram tell me i will close it you don't have to do this so he discovered that it's not people they were not receptive not open so mother says instead of blaming human beings he went down into the inconscience to, to correct it there so he plunged towards that dark inconscient base because that was the only way it seems that the whole thing could be set right and as he plunged there is a very interesting poem which speaks about the inconscient foundation uh, now basically it is like there is a superconscient the shadow is the inconscient and what happened with the inconscient inconscient holds all the possibilities of the superconscient within it why because it is a superconscient who veiled itself and became this now those possibilities have to come out through creation all manifestation is about that so now in that emergence something from above comes and touches it and one step follows then something else comes touches it and another step follows beautifully describes in savitri that life ran down hearing matters cry when the young gods yearned for release but as it comes first thing is inconscient holds it and says i won't let you go you know it's literally the match of kabaddi which goes on so in kabaddi what happens you go into that other person's den and now the trick is you have to touch and come back but it holds you it doesn't let you come 
but there are those who ultimately they say okay if you know you are ala akshay kumar so you are held by 10 people and suddenly you make a leap and all of them are out <laughs> so something like that happened and is the story of evolution same thing now the greater consciousness has come and inconscient will try to grip it and turn it to its own use as everything mother has even said that there will be an effort to turn shurbindu into a religion but it cannot be and then she cautions you must know that the lord is wise and compassionate and great he is not uh, you know it will try to give a cruel turn to the whole thing new race elite others they are lesser people it's not in that sense elite doesn't mean in this sense of superiority the elite are they who though they are the shrestha yet lean down the higher kind shall lean to lift us lift up men so there will be an effort so inconscient wants to take a grip so every time it takes that new light into grip there is a wrestle and then there is a help that's the whole story so these original new age children original these souls plunged into the darkness to bring out and release step by step uh, all the things that are hidden in, inside it the divine possibility the divine himself is hidden and the divine mother is there so this is the game going on it has reached a point where now the final plunge should take place where we must at least there should be a certain number of people completely released from the grip of the inconscient and that's what in in the mother's language is called as resurrection so resurrection is where you are completely uh released from the inconscient and you don't have any more karmas just imagine there is no bond of karma because you are floating in light all the this, the mother describes all this ki in fact she speaks about it even as her first experience after meeting shrubindo and then she says that in volume 3 it is there resurrection it means no 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 karmas why because you are conscious that you are not doing anything it is the divine who is doing flowing through you all the things that are happening there is no karma incurred just imagine what that is one of the challenges of uh, this evolution because the lord tells savitri that you know the link will be gone because through karma it's not just about individuals karma connects the whole collectivity so what happens if in the middle of collectivity there is a freak who is not bound by karma and yet is engaged in karma so what happens to the links that are formed so all that was the challenge they had taken so shirbindo plunges into the inconscient foundation and this is the poem with which we'll stop today my soul regards its veiled subconscious base from where you know it has emerged where it had plunged all the dead obstinate symbols of the past so the past and this is something to do also with the school because all that heredity atavism mankind is burdened by all that the hereditary molds the stamps of the race are upheld to sight the old imprints effaced in a downpour of supernal light it reads the black inconscience enigmatic script so as he plunged he saw all the stamps of the race all the memories all the battles wars everything which is buried there in savitri death shows to savitri he see this is the fate and all of it is here so he sees them releases them and brings it up before his sight and pours the light there recorded in a hundred shadowy screeds an inert world's obscure enormous drift all flames 
is stoned and burned and cast away. This is what she wants. This is one of her actions which we don't realize. Because it's an occult action. All who turn to her, she tweaks the karma. She says at one point, grace can completely efface karma, annul karma. So she starts tweaking it because it's old formats of the ignorance. After all, what is karma? Karma didn't in ignorance. Then it becomes a habit and a pattern. So you tend to do it. And actually if karmic law is all, then there is no hope for man because what you have done is a groove and it's not easy to get rid. So she starts entering and one by one starts burning them away. So that's what he said. All flames is torn and burned and cast away. He had slept the tables of the ignorance. <laughs> so she is removing them. That's how the nature changes. There the dumb dragon addicts of her sway. The scriptures of necessity and chance, pure is the huge foundation now and rude. Pure is the huge foundation now and nude, a boundless mirror of God's infinitude. So it must be cleared, this black base, dark base, and it should become a mirror reflecting God's delight. So this is the work Shirobindo started around the same period. Because while India was free and while the world was reeling and at the same time recovering from the second great war, in fact the two great wars, now all this has got buried into the inconscient and this raises a question. Often I have asked, see first world war set the trend for the second world war. Now second world war and during that period of India's partition, so much went human nature with all its agonies at the worst. Never before it, it, had, it had happened, this kind of agony. Now what happens to this? It should have stayed somewhere. Why is it that when we look at the world from 60s, it is taking an upward turn? What happened to all that? So somebody drank all of it like poison. And that chapter we'll read next time. But today we close with uh, life. O life, thy breath is but a cry. He wants to establish here the life divine. O life, thy breath is but a cry to the light. Immortal, whence has come thy swift delight, thy grasp. All things in vain thy hand sees. Earth's music fails, the notes cease or rasp. Allowed thou callest to blind fate, remove the bar, the gold gate, unhasp. Life is always seeking after perfection, but somewhere it meets a bar and it's unable to find it. But never hast thou the goal yet of thy race, neared, nor thrilled with the ineffable face, the clasp. Life is another. So now what should be what should it be? Life, mystic daughter of delight, life thou ecstasy, let the radius of thy flight be eternity. So all these limits within which you know uh, we are made to think. When a child is born, he is given an identity card and a job by the parents before he has to do something else. The identity card is his religion and all those things, and the Job is already given, engineer, doctor, I don't know, it's become not, no, doctor is now very fashionable. And even if you are in pharma company, it is like most parents would be wanting, because the shares are going to rise. So this is how 
we fix it but is reminding us let thy flight be eternity on thy wings thou bearest high glory and disdain godhead and mortality ecstasy and pain take me in thy bold embrace without weak reserve this is a wonderful poem but just quickly i am reading it that life is it vast all encompassing movement it's not just uh, you know this division of life into sacred and profane everything must be taken up and transformed and offered and changed body dire and unveiled face faint not life nor swerve all thy bliss i would explore all thy tyranny cruel like the lion's roar sweet like spring tide be the somita and rodra both aspects so it is that's what perfection is the totality but lifted to the divine heights like a titan i would take like a god enjoy people are frightened you know when they read this line oh enjoyment should not be spoken about like a god enjoy how does god enjoy he doesn't need to possess to enjoy he gets the essence of things but we to enjoy want is this mind then only i will enjoy like a god enjoy but like a titan take everything you take and receive within yourself but don't claim or possess that way you take like that like a titan i would take like a god enjoy like a man contend and make revel like a boy all these aspects in us more i will not ask of thee nor my fate would choose king or conquered let me be vanquish life or lose and then comes these four wonderful lines which mother has read and this what we should always realize and remember so in india we have two sides of god one is krishna the dwarkadish and second is shiva in you know mrigichala and sitting in kailas the ascetic even in rags i am a god this is the teaching of the east even in rags i am a god fallen i am divine high i triumph when down trod long i live when slain so we'll stop here continue next time